if you're visiting, lovely to have you with us and um, great to see you're here, really. And I believe that although we've got faces missing today for whatever reason, God orchestrates this moment for this time. All right, so let's just all be present and uh, yeah, I do have a message on my heart that I'm going to share, but first, before I do, um, we're going to do a couple of... We're going to do a couple of different things today, so just get prepared. All right? Don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable, but I will talk you through it. But the first thing's first. Hallelujah. We have got a rego form for camp. Yes. How exciting. Now, this is not it. It's online, right? So, but this has got all the details on it. So this is all at the back. There's a whole bunch of these. This has got the dates, the times, the place, the amounts, and anything else you need to know as well as the link for where to go to. Oh, okay. Ignore that last comment. Dave is going to put the... Oh, it says go to the website. So go onto the website and that will have a link to church camp that you can go on and track it through. We really would love to know how many people are coming because um, it's going to help us in the long run kind of get things together. So... Um, and Dave and I were just talking about it. We were like, what's the purpose of a church camp? What is the purpose? Sometimes we talk about doing life together, but actually to go away together for a weekend when you're in each other's faces for the whole time, you build community, right? You build community. What's that? Okay, Kurt says, please bring deodorant and please wear deodorant and bring soap, okay? That's the only criteria. <laughs> Anything else, whatever. Um, but it is about community. So we want as many people there as possible because we want to build community. We want to continue to build the kingdom of God together. So take one of these, go onto the website and log on. That is the first weekend in June. And we will not be here in that afternoon. Okay. So what we would like is if people can't come for the whole weekend, then just come up for the Sunday morning. We're going to have like this kind of gathering. So it will be Sunday morning for people who don't want to come for the whole weekend or can't come for the whole weekend. Come up for the Sunday and we'll do a gathering and then by the time we all get back, we will not want to gather again, I suspect. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's just that we don't want to set everything up. That's what I mean. So everyone's invited. Um, the table is on this week. Don't know where it's going to be yet because I've still got us somewhere. <laughs> So, the table is on this week. Keep your eyes on the Lifeway Facebook group because it will get posted there. Uh, Kids is on next Sunday. So, I know, it's exciting. So, if you have children, want to bring children, have grandchildren, Emily and I will be doing kids in that room. Okay? So, uh, that's next Sunday. The following one is Mother's Day. So, traditionally, Mother's Day would be on the first Sunday of the month. But because it's the coronation of the new king, they bump mothers a week. But anyway, that's okay. We can, we, we can put our big girl pants on and not be worried about it. <laughs> um, but the 14th will be Mother's Day. So um, I'm just giving you some heads up about what's coming. Um, uh, what was that? Sorry. Oh. I just said he wouldn't have been king if he didn't have his mother. It's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, touche, Deb. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. <laughs> What a great mother. Um, 
So what I'd like you to do now is I would like you to go up to the back table and I want everybody to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Okay? Just going to let everybody do that. Well, if you really want a cookie, you can have a cookie as well, but pen and a piece of paper. Okay. I know this is a bit unusual, but I just... I want today to be just a tiny bit interactive. Now, when I say that, I don't want all your introverts to be like, ah, what am I going to have to do? I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, okay? So just so you know, I'm not into doing that, humiliating people. But I am into... uh, (laughs) All right, sometimes I do. But today I'm not going to. Um, Today I want it to be be interactive in that we're going to have some time to just think about some things and reflect. So this is also going to be time for you to personally reflect on what I'm sharing. And so the piece of paper and pen is if you, if the Lord speaks to you in the middle of what I'm sharing, it might be completely left center of what I'm, left field of what I'm saying. That's absolutely fine. Um, But we're going to have a couple of minutes in the middle, (laughs) because he does that, right? We're going to have a couple of minutes where I'm just going to, we're going to have a little bit of quiet and I just want us to contemplate, which feels very uncomfortable sometimes. But it is actually really good. I was just even reflecting as I was sitting there thinking, I love these times where we're just hanging. Some people find that really confronting because they're like, what do I do? I'm not doing anything. And yet I'm not, we are going to be doing that in heaven so much. I'm sure we're just going to be face to face with Jesus and on our knees just in his presence. It's good for us to practice it. (laughs) So anyway, I have a message today that... um, has been sitting in my heart for a little while and I haven't really had time to process it until these last few days. So so last week Dave spoke about um, Jesus' presence with us through the Holy Spirit. He was talking about how sometimes we long for a personal encounter and we're like, where's Jesus? And the, he took us on a journey of the disciples actually longing for the encounter with Jesus. And he's like, actually, my Holy Spirit is with you. Actually, you can't have me. I need to leave but I'm going to leave someone with you who will stay with you. He spoke about the fact that Jesus told his disciples he was going away. He said, I have to leave. So the next, the next thing, the, the rest comes for you. And he confirmed that by telling them to wait for the Holy Spirit. And the presence of the Holy Spirit, so good, so good. And Dave's last comment was this. The power that Jesus displayed is the same power that the Holy Spirit continues display to display in and through Jesus' people today. Continuing God's mission of demonstrating the kingdom of God to the world around us. How good is that? That is us. It's us, you and me. The Holy Spirit continues to display the same power that the Holy Spirit continues to display in and through Jesus' people today. Continuing God's mission of demonstrating the kingdom of God to the world around us. I want to be someone that displays that power that Jesus displayed to the world around us who desperately needs to see the power of God. Displaying the kingdom of God. Romans 14, 17, sorry, I didn't put this up, Emma, says the kingdom is, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
That's so good. That's so good. So this week I was having a chat with someone about expectations and just how in life we have expectations. Sometimes our expectations are great and sometimes they are not great. Sometimes we have expectations for, uh, on people. We expect they're going to perform here and they might let us down. Sometimes we get our heart ready for something and we have an expectation that it's going to be a certain way. And sometimes we feel disappointed if it doesn't happen. Disappointment's a real thing. Let's be honest, right? It's a dis- disappointment is a real thing. But they come from expectations. So it made me think about this, what I want to talk about today, um, but I want to change the wording to anticipation because expectation does have a negative connotation. It can have that. We can recognise it and see it as sometimes we have expectations on ourselves, on other people, um, and sometimes it's not great, sometimes it's fine. But actually anticipation, which the meaning is almost the same, but it brings a sense of hope with it. So I'm going to ask, some quest- ask us some questions. Just kind of flowing on from what Dave spoke about last week. Do we anticipate that God will meet us in the everyday through his Holy Spirit? That's the first question. Do we anticipate that God will meet us, meet with us here on a Sunday as we gather together? Do we anticipate that? Do we have healthy expectations of who the church is meant to be? Do we have healthy expectations of who the church is meant to be? And do we include ourselves in that? Or do we talk about the church in the third person and take ourselves out of the mix? I don't know about you, but I've definitely heard some people saying to me, oh, the church this, the church that. But they're actually not including themselves in being part of the church. Do we have healthy expectations of each other within the church? And do we foster an expectant heart for an intimacy with the one we worship? Do we foster that? An expectant, anticipating heart for intimacy with the one that we worship. So I'm going to park it there for two seconds, or maybe two minutes, not two seconds, too short. I want us to reflect on it for a minute. I want you to reflect on what I've just asked. I'll, do them, I'll just say them again one more time. But let's be honest about it. Let's actually not pretend and do the right, the Christianese. Let's actually reflect on what we truly think and feel. Because in this space, Holy Spirit can then say, mm, hang on a minute, is there something there that just is a little bit, needs to be tweaked? Or actually, I love what you've written there. So just maybe write down a couple of thoughts. So I will go over them again. Then we're just going to sit for a couple of minutes and let you reflect on that. Do we anticipate that God will meet us in the everyday through his Holy Spirit? Do we anticipate that God will meet us with us here on a Sunday as we gather? Do we have healthy expectations of who the church is meant to be? And do we include ourselves in that mix? Do we have healthy expectations of each other within the church? And do we foster an expectant heart for an intimacy with the one we worship? Okay, if you need a bit more time, you can continue that at home.
I was going to do, do a little joke and say I'm going to collect them up now, but I'm not. <laughs> this is between you and the one we worship. What's that? <laughs> no name, no mark. It's good for us to just reflect on those things. Get our hearts in a place where we're like, okay, Lord, is there something that I've got that's maybe just needs to be looked at again? Now, I'm going to change tack a little bit. Okay, so just go with me on this. Eight weeks ago, I was at a study camp in Melbourne. And we were having a really kind of group, intimate time with the Lord. And this song came into my head. Now, some of you who are as old as me may know this song. Some of you who are a lot younger may not know this song. And I'm not singing it. I had a practice on the way here and I was like, nah, not singing that. <laughs> but I'm going, to read, I'm going to read the words to you. Before I do, this song was from 1977. Okay, this is a, Some of you won't even, even thought about it in 1977. And I remember singing it as a child and as a teenager in the church I was in. Um, but I cannot shift this song. It has been going around in my head for eight weeks. And I've said to the Lord, what is this about? Maybe it's just for us here today. Maybe it's for Port Macquarie. Maybe the region. Maybe God is stirring this up. He's wanting this to go bigger again. So this is the words. And if you know it, you can sing along if you want to. <laughs> for I'm building a people of power and I'm making a people of praise. Who knows it already? A few of you? Okay, that's good. That will move through this land by my spirit and will glorify my precious name. Build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord, through your Son. Make us one, Lord, in your body, in the kingdom of your Son. Isn't that great words? They are powerful words. Now, I was going to play it to you, but the tune is so daggy. <laughs> it's terrible. It sounds very 1977, let me tell you. But the words are so good. And this has been looping and looping and looping and looping. And so a guy called Dave Richards wrote this song. And he wrote during a home church night one night. And it's based on these scriptures. So the first scripture is Isaiah 43, 21. Thanks, Emma. The people I formed for myself, sorry, it starts halfway through the sentence, that they may proclaim my praise. People who proclaim God's praise. We were just doing that now. You were just singing a song in the spirit, Aaron, about praising his name. I'm like, that is what we're called to do. Proclaim his praise. And it's Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. I want you to hear this, somebody's talking to you. Okay, this is not third person, somebody out there, even though it was written a lot of years ago. I want you to read this like it's written to you. I'm going to start again. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him. Isn't that interesting? We are carefully joined together in him. It's not haphazard. 
Are we part of the process? Do we choose to be joined together? Becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. That's who his church is. Isn't that a beautiful picture? It's a beautiful picture. So just quickly about this Ephesians. I just want to go on a slight side note. On this Ephesians passage, um, not necessarily Ephesians wasn't necessarily written by Paul. It may have been people that had listened to him and had travelled with him and knew his kind of his style, knew what he was about. Um, but has an emphasis on unity between the Jews and the Gentiles. We are actually all one body now. There was a big emphasis on that. Um, a study book I wrote, I read, I didn't write it, so wrote, read it, um, said this, God has established a new temple where he now dwells by the Spirit. There is an emphasis here that the United Church is not an optional extra to the work of redemption, but it is itself part of the reality of the gospel, the way in which God is taking forward his plan for the whole cosmos to radiate with his glory. That is very cool. So we don't see this new temple that God is building as just like a, mm, I can take it or leave it. We don't really get given that option that we actually are being joined together and we get to partake in that. So the letter, the letter of the Ephesians then goes on to talk about putting on the armour of God and to stand firm, stand firm, stand firm. <laughs> it's very cool. You read it. It's a lot of standing firms. Stand on truth. Stand in righteousness. Stand on the gospel of peace. Stand in faith. Stand in your salvation. Stand with the sword of the Spirit. Stand. How good is that? Now, we don't do that. We do that individually, but we have to do it collectively as well. This is part of how we become part of God's army moving forward. So I started off this message about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit being present with us. I just followed on from what Dave said. The Holy Spirit is present with us. And address the question whether we actually believe he is with us everywhere we go or it's only in certain places. God only works over there or when I go to that particular thing or when I'm in that particular scenario. How limiting is that? What does that say to God when we think he's only going to work in a certain place at a certain time? So limiting. Now moving into the fact that Jesus is calling his church to operate in power and praise Unified and connected. And this all happens through the Holy Spirit. We actually can't do this without the Holy Spirit. But together, every single one of you in this room, if you follow Jesus, you are part of his house. You're part of his house. And that's the church worldwide. That's huge. I don't know about you, but when we were at conference, I don't know if you find this when you go and mix with other Christians from around the place. But when we were at conference, I was, um, I don't remember where I was, I was standing with a whole bunch of people from a whole bunch of places. And I just was like, these are my brothers and sisters. I don't even know half of them. And yet I so love that I get to do this with them. And it's just for a moment in time, one day or a session, whatever it was. And 
It is an honour. And we actually need to treat God's house, God's family with honour. It's so important. It's how the Holy, Holy Spirit dwells in us. Jesus is building his church across this land. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's building his church across this land? He is, and across this planet. He's been working on this since the beginning, and he is not finished yet. Praise God, he's not finished yet. And we are his church, you and me. We are his church. So I want you to listen to Jesus' words to Peter in Matthew 16, 18. You would all have heard this. And I tell you, you are Peter. I might have two different things here, sorry. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not. There's no mincing words there. He's saying... Hell actually has no chance against the church. Man, when I read that again, I was like, do I believe that? Do I believe that hell cannot prevail, cannot have influence or strength or overpower us as a church, the church? Do I believe that? Or do I see all the little things, you know, that the enemy tries to do? But Jesus says, hell cannot prevail against my church that is very cool that's victory talk isn't it that's victory talk it's fighting words I had to look up prevail by the way (laughs) I know I should know what it means but I'm like I don't want to pretend I know I'm going to look it up and just clarify so prevail means to be superior in strength power or influence so the enemy cannot prevail it does not have any influence. It does not have any strength. It's not superior to the kingdom. Yeah. Hallelujah. Eh? Yeah. So the powers of hell will not conquer Jesus' church. Jesus is talking to us in here. He's talking to Peter, but he's talking to us as well. I will build my church. He is still building his church. And we are part of it. And that is exciting. And we should honour her. Doesn't matter what we come across. Doesn't matter what flavour. You know, we talk about the flavours of the churches in Port Macquarie and I love the flavours. I love the flavours, genuinely. I'm not just saying that because it sounds good. I genuinely love the churches in this town. I love the leadership. I love the people in the churches. Don't know them all. I'm getting there. (laughs) But I love her. And Jesus calls us to love her. And it's a tall order. It's not easy to do all the time. But it is what Jesus wants. So let me read this song again. I am building a people of power. That is not power as in lording over someone. It is the power of the Spirit where when God says, I am going to do this, he will do it. I'm building a people of power and I'm making a people of praise that will move through this land by my spirit and will glorify my precious name. Build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord, through your Son. Jesus is the one that links us. We all 
We all have come from whatever. Jesus is, he is the cornerstone. He is the main game. Join our hearts, Lord, through your son. Make us one, Lord, in your body, in the kingdom of your son. When we were at conference again, I just want to highlight one other thing. Um, Our pastor from Hornsby, Ian Miller, who some of you know, uh, he went to the States. God called him over there a few years back. But he came back to speak at this conference, which was very cool. We got to hang out with him, which was lovely. But he said something that I personally have never heard before. And he was talking about how we can sing praise songs with all this truth in there, and yet our theology doesn't match it. And I'm not going to do it justice, so I'm not going to try and remember exactly what he said, but it was fascinating. But actually, Emma, can you just bring up the song that we sang, Stand, Arms High and Hearts Abandoned? Um, now, firstly, I was very excited to sing this because this, I remember when God called us to Port Macquarie and I was standing in our night service um, just waiting for God to say where and when. And I remember singing this song, being like, whatever, I'll go wherever, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> and I actually was singing it and I meant it. The walking out of it sometimes is challenging. But I'm reading this as we're sitting here today because I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I'm going to think about every song I sing now after Ian put it there because I was like, ooh. <laughs> It's a very interesting exercise to do, actually. So if you read those words, so I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned. That's a big statement just there. In awe of the one who gave it all. We can, we, I think we can all say we're in awe of what Jesus did. I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered. Our soul is our emotions, will, feelings all those things to you surrendered oh my gosh that's a challenge are all our yep well we can that's true but we pray. yeah we can we can we can say it as a promise but it's pretty it's pretty I'm not saying we can't sing songs that we don't agree with every single word but Okay, well, that's a, good, that's a good way to look at it. That is a good way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. It's just, oh, well, I'm trying to point out is that, that sometimes it's, we sing words, they roll off our tongue, and we're not thinking about actually, do I, do I actually agree with this? Do I believe this? And so, but you're right, absolutely. We definitely can stand and say, okay, God, I'm not sure I'm actually living this yet, but I'm going to believe you for this and trust you that you are changing this in me. That's a good thing. That's a great way to look at it too. But it is challenging, <laughs> and it's not until you stop and like go, okay, what does that actually mean? What am I singing when I sing that? And then we have to reframe it. Well, he was just saying that we can sing songs. He had lots of examples, so it would be. Oh, that's why I can't really do justice exactly what he said. But what he was saying was, we sing these songs about uh, what we're believing for, and but yet our theology, what we actually believe, don't line up. So how it walks out in our life. So he was just, he was really pushing the envelope a little bit because he's like, we can sing these songs. And he tapped into a few, he did tap into a few songs and then how people's lives might not 
reflect that. Which is it's just a really interesting thought. Actually, I should, if we can get the clip of that thing, I, once, they, once they make them available, you can probably look at that, look at it. And he will, that's why I'm not trying to say exactly what he said, because he did it really well. But it just made me think, okay, I actually want to pay attention to what's coming out of my mouth. And it's a good thing to, uh, absolutely a good thing to want to say, okay, God, I see that I'm not there yet, so I'm going to believe you that you are changing me. But it's, it's just a challenge to think about that. So anyway, that's just, that was kind of a, an aside to some degree. But um, So leading back into the song that the Lord gave me, so this is partly why I brought it up, is I was reading those lyrics saying, do I believe that? Do I actually believe that? you're building a people of power? Do I believe that we're a people of praise? Do I believe we're moving through this land by the Holy Spirit and seeing God move in powerful ways? Do I believe those words? So it was a challenge for me. The Lord was talking to me in it. And yeah, I had to ask myself some questions. These are the questions I asked myself. Do I believe this about what God is doing? Do I believe he is building a people who operate in his power? Do I believe he's making a people of praise? Do we express our respect and gratitude and admiration of him? Do I believe his church is moving through this land by his spirit? Do I operate like that? And do I believe that I glorify his name, represent as admirable? Ah, They're tough questions to ask yourself. And yet I feel like this is who the church, this is who God is calling to be. He's calling the church to be. And we are the church. How good is that? So we are responsible for our own thing. I'm not standing here saying, I've got this all together. And I'm not standing here pointing any fingers at anybody. I'm just calling us higher. Because I feel like God is wanting to have a people who walk out life like this. So 1 Peter 2, 4-5 says this. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. That's you. You are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What's more, you are holy priests. Do you believe that? You're a holy priest. How good. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, always Jesus in the middle, center, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. So I want us to actually take a minute now. I'm going to actually leave it there because I've realized I've probably put some things on the table that are maybe thought-provoking, maybe not. <laughs> but I want us to think about who we see ourselves as part of the church how we see ourselves as part of the church, who the church is, who she is in this city. And I want us to think about what our part to play in that is. The Holy Spirit is with us every minute of every day. Every minute of every day. And that is worth celebrating. (laughs) It is worth celebrating. I've got some things around the room which is, Words from this song that I wish we could play, but like I said, the music is a bit... So we won't play it. But 
I've got the I've got the words up, and what I want us to do is this is a bit of an unusual way to kind of finish, but it's what I would love us to do is see that there's action in this. Okay, I'm a firm believer that us meeting together is the locker room. Right? This is where we this is where we train each other up. This is where we actually learn some things and then we go out. Because the world is desperate for God's love, God's mercy, but to see his power expressed. So what I want us to do is, as you can see, we've got, they're not in order, so it doesn't matter. But we've got build your church, Lord, make us one, Lord. I want us to pray. If you feel, so you can go to anyone. I want us to pray, um, build your church in Port Macquarie and make us one. There's lots of churches that are connected, lots of relationships, but there can be more. Build a people of power through the Holy Spirit. Make us one in the kingdom. So let us be expanded in the kingdom, seeing the kingdom work. Make us people of praise to actually recognize that we get to choose to praise, but actually that our mouths are giving glory to him. And then this one over here, which says... Yeah, join our hearts, Lord, through Jesus. Sorry, yeah, I was having trouble reading it. So what I want to do now, if you don't feel comfortable getting up, because actually, what's the time, please, Dave? Okay, so we're just going to do this for 10 minutes, okay? I don't want it to be weird or dragged out or anything. If you feel uncomfortable getting up and praying, you can just stay in your seat. You can have a look at whatever you wrote down. You can do that. Or you can get up and you can just pray quietly. Nobody's expecting anybody to be like, Okay, Lord. You can just quietly in your head pray. But I want us to actually recognize that God is building his church. We are his church. He is building us. And we, I want to be known as the person of power through the Holy Spirit, seeing God's, seeing God's work happen. Because he is able, it's not us, it's him that's able. And I want to see his church flourish and thrive because our world needs her to. Our world needs her to. And we're all part of that. So we're just going to spend 10 minutes. Let me just pray for us before we do it. Lord, I know I've been putting some things on the table that maybe are confronting or maybe haven't been thought about before or maybe are just people are just contemplating. But I want to ask you, to settle in our hearts the things you want to settle in our heart. Lord, I ask for anything to drop off that is um, feeling like it's not of you, but I ask you to stir us up, God, to desire to be part of your church and to love her well right across this city, to see people moving in power and praise, to give you glory, to glorify your name. That is what you call us to do. So, Lord, I want to ask for each one of us now, as we either move around the room or we just sit in our seat and contemplate what you're saying to us right now about our part in this, Lord, I ask that you will release your gifts across your church in Port Macquarie. I ask that everybody that sees herself as part of your church will run with you, not stopping, not holding back, not being concerned, but actually running with you and being all that you've called her to be. 
So Lord, I just want to pray blessing firstly over every person in this room. Every person in this room that you will give them revelation as to what you're saying to them today. May it be a personal message that they walk out, we all walk out with. A personal message where you've spoken to us. So Lord, I pray blessing. I pray open ears, open eyes, open spirits to hear what you're saying. And I ask for you, Lord, to bless your church in this region. We thank you for her. We thank you that you believe in her. We thank you that you crave her to be a place, a group of people that will operate through your spirit in power and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So just when you feel ready to, if you want to go around and pray, if you, like I said, if you feel comfortable staying where in your seat, no one's judging anything. We're just going to do it for 10 minutes, if you want to. Um, and then we'll just wrap it up. Just give someone a hug. Pray over someone, bless someone. And remember you are the church of Jesus Christ. And he loves you and he has a lot for you. He has a lot for us together. How good. All right. I just want to share a story with you. Um, some of you know this because some of you have journeyed with me for a little while. But when we first came to Port Macquarie, um, God called us here to plant a church. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> and praise God for that. But um, we started praying with some ministers. Well, it started off praying with ministers and then it just kind of got a bit smaller, the group. But we were prayed every week for this city for really the last seven and a half years, really. And when we first started doing that, the Lord showed me a picture that I've been holding on to for this time. And the picture was of silos, so that hold wheat. And they were there was about five or six of them in a circle. And the Lord showed me, this represents the churches in Port Macquarie. And I was like, okay. And they were all separate. And then I saw his hand, I knew it was his hand, ripped open the side of every one of those silos. It wasn't a nice gentle, it was a rip open. <laughs> and all the grain fell in the middle. You couldn't tell what came from what, who, what grain came from what silo. It was all mixed in the middle. And I felt like the Lord said to me, this is a promise for Port Macquarie, the church in Port Macquarie. This is what we will see. We will see silos Walls brought down. Uh, I'm not dissing the flavours. We need the flavours. But walls brought down that keep everybody separate and we will all just be his body mixed in together. And I'm holding on to that because I see aspects of it. Not there yet, but that's okay. I see aspects of it. So this week, can I encourage you to think about that as well, that God is moving. He is moving. He is more committed to his church than we are. 
He always will be, which is a good thing. So I just want to encourage you this week, just think about that image as well. And let's press in and say, God, we want to see your church be powerful and love each other so deeply that the world goes, what is going on there? That would be so cool. And through the Holy Spirit, I absolutely believe that can happen. Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind. Whether I get to see it or not, I don't know. But that's okay. (laughs) He showed me, so I'm believing for it. So will you join with me this week in praying? God, will we continue to see that? Let us play our part. Let us play our part, whatever that looks like, to see your church flourish in this place and to for souls to be added to the kingdom. Because it's always about people being introduced to Jesus, falling in love with him, and joining the family. How good. So have a blessed week. It is great to see you. Let the Lord, if he's talking to you, let him keep talking to you. Don't run away from it. Um, but have a great week. We will let you know about the table. Look, check the Facebook page. And the camp thing will be on the website tomorrow. Yes. That was a bit pointy-pointy, wasn't it? It's just because he's the one that can do it. <laughs> so thank you. Love you guys. Bless you. Have a great night and a great week. And we'll catch you same time, same place. I don't know why I did that. <laughs>